Wow. You've killed Feng Lao. We didn't mean to kill him. We? PETA cannot find out about this. Just put him in a dumpster. Is he recyclable? I don't know. But oh, hey, we got our show back. Hey, did you leave anything out last week? You? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of us. <laughs> yeah, one of us did. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> We've slain the dragon, and now we got to rescue the princess. Does anyone know if dragons are recyclable? <laughs> Right in. Right. Leave a review on <laughs> If dragons are recyclable. The Chinese chicken salad. Where did it come from? How did it get here? Grave Cafe. Am I a Chinese chicken salad? Yes. <laughs> Glad you asked. That's why we're here. Just to clear up, I'm a Chinese chicken salad. Greg is a cob. Hello? Lettuce be. You're an idiot. You're the stupidest person alive. Yet again, it's hard to trace exactly where food started, but it's pretty clear that what we now know as the Chinese chicken salad was created in Los Angeles. Get out of town. Into where? Where am I going to go? You know I'm not allowed La anywhere else. <laughs> no. I'm not going to entertain that notion. No. Some people credit Wolfgang Puck. You might know him as Wolfgang Puck, as creating it in the 1960s, but the history goes back further, and the real credit seems to lie with somebody else. Not Wolfgang Puck. Mm. Wolfman Jack. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Pass me another salad, kids. <laughs> Put some of those crispies in there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> were we talking what? So, <laughs> so there were forms of the Chinese chicken salad as far back as the 1920s, and it became really popular in the 1930s, but these versions were not at all like we know it now. They had things like figs and pineapples in them. Ooh. The 50s version, of course, had gelatin in it. But none of them had that signature crunch. Of course they put gelatin in it. You seem to love 50s food. It's just so colorful and like plastic. So that's what the chicken salad situation was. But then a lady named Sylvia Wu came to town. Mm. She was born Sylvia Chang in 1915 in Zhujiang, China. Uh, mm. I thought we were done pronouncing Chinese names. Those lessons are not doing us any good. <laughs> Those lessons we had since the last episode. Cultural sensitivity lessons. Yeah. They're not helping. They're seminars. Let's just be honest. They're seminars. They're workshops. Court mandates. <laughs> <laughs> we served our time, though. So when Japan invaded China in the late 30s, she fled to Hong Kong and eventually got a visa in 1944 and moved to New York. New York City. New York City. New York City. Salsa Town. So she married a friend from China there, and she followed him out to L.A., where he got hired at the Hughes Aircraft Company. Might have had some sort of market. <laughs> it really is Howard Hughes, Hughes this time. The airplanes were made out of fingernails. <laughs> so I don't they, remember that joke last time, you know? <laughs> so they bought a house in Brentwood after that deal was finalized by the approval of their neighbors to have Chinese people living next door. Oh so they allowed that. Yeah. We had to it, sprinkle a little. I'm pretty sure Brentwood's still like that. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed in Brentwood. Wu saw the restaurants in Chinatown, and she was disappointed by them. And she also saw that there were no Chinese restaurants other than like chop suey places on the west side. Mm -hmm. So in 1959, she opened Wu's Garden at 2628 Wilshire Boulevard in Santa Monica. So the place was a hit, especially amongst celebrities. Oh. People like Mae West, Gregory Peck, Paul Newman, Charlton Heston, Vincent Price. <laughs> they loved to eat there. She prided herself at having 200 dishes on her menu, and it seemed like it had good food, but not food that real Chinese people would eat. Mm -hmm. so, like she tailored the dishes to American tastes, like when- Like China burgers. Like China burgers. It's things people love. <laughs> when people said no MSG, she stopped using MSG. Really? When they complained that the duck was too fatty, they used less fatty duck. It was a Americanized, but she wouldn't serve things like chow mein still. She had some some respect. Yeah. <laughs> One time Frank Sinatra and Mia Farrow came to eat there and they ordered chow mein 
She refused to serve it and made them this beef thing instead, which they both loved. So Sinatra had her killed. (laughs) And Mia Farrell watched. (laughs) She even introduced tofu to many of L.A.'s residents. At some point during the 60s, this is when it happened, Cary Grant, with whom she had become a close family friend, came in and described to her a chicken salad that he had eaten at some place on La Cienega and told her to make the same thing, darling. What she came up with ended up being the first instance of the modern Chinese chicken salad at this restaurant. The restaurant did so well, her restaurant, that in January 1968, at the start of Chinese New Year, she opened up her new location down the street at 2201 Wilshire. It was now renamed Madame Wu's Garden. Mm. While the old place could seat 40, this one could seat 300 people. It was lavish and it was ornate. There were gold trimmings, jade displays, aquariums, bird cages. It cost $400,000 to build. Things did well for a while, but by the 80s, there were tons of hip new restaurants in that area, and Wu started to fade. It closed down for good in 1998. Now it's a Whole Foods. Oh, boy. Whole Wu's? <laughs> Wu'd? I was trying to say Wu Foods, but I'm like, that's too much. But then you went in for it, so thanks. So Wu herself, she's still alive. Oh, really? She's 100 years old. She's a beloved woman, and she always had a lot of style. She had a silver Rolls Royce with a license plate that said M-M-E-W-U. Madam Wu. Wow. She was always great at self-promoting. She wrote cookbooks. She gave classes. She's been on tour. She's given a lot to charity. In her heyday, she was on several talk shows. She was so successful, even though the Chinese community in LA shunned her for being such an independent woman. On her last birthday, here's a connection, two of Sun Yat-sen's granddaughters attended, who was the first president of China who visited old Chinatown in 1904. Really? That's the story of the Chinese chicken salad. Look at that. Hungry? starving let's have something else let's have a china burger i can go for a china burger right now that's really fascinating it, it fits in perfectly with two episodes fits in perfectly with the chinatown episode it fits in perfectly with our uh, city bites episodes good job skippy you're welcome chunky <laughs> that's what we call each other off the air, yeah in case anybody was wondering but don't you don't get to call us that it's no, our no, no, no. yeah it's you got to be in the club yeah. We're not like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We're like a peanut butter and more peanut butter sandwich. The bread is peanut butter. <laughs> Where the peanut butter should be, it's white bread. Anyway, that's enough of that. We're well, we're done wasting your time. Yeah. Hear more about the Chinese community in our last episode. Forget it. So you'll hear from us again soon. Your favorite two adventurers through the time of yesteryear, through the history of today. That was very Spock-like. He's dead. Hey, come on. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> so that's been an L.A. Meekly bonus episode, denying Sinatra his chow mein since 2013. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.